It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We all watched what happened on Saturday night as BYU was crushed 37-7 by the West Virginia Mountaineers. I re-watched the game. I have more positives to share. Not that many, but we'll talk about that. We're also talking about BYU men's basketball opening their season tonight at the Marriott Center. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Thank you to all of you who are everydayers with us right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And a big thank you uh, for joining us every single day as usual. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at LinkedIn. These days, these days every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Locked On College, terms and conditions apply. All right, let's dive right in on today's show. And you guys know how we do on Mondays during the football season. It's called the Film Review Monday. So I went back, I rewatched the game for BYU against West Virginia, and uh, a second viewing of this game uh, made me feel a lot of the same way I felt about when I uh, talked on our postcast edition early Sunday morning when I posted that. And by the way, thank you to all of you for the feedback on that. A lot of you agree. Some of you disagree with certain things, and that, I love that. I embrace all kinds of debates, so I appreciate all of your guys' input on what happened for BYU in that loss. But rewatching this game, it reinforced a lot of what I felt in the moment having watched what BYU put out on the football field on Saturday night. Just was not good enough across the board. Not enough effort, not enough heart at times, just not enough uh, just overall talent for BYU to compete against the West Virginia Mountaineers. I'm not saying that Mount, the, that West Virginia has got guys who are light years better than BYU, but they have better athletes, period than BYU right now. It's going to take some time for BYU to build up their recruiting base to where they can bring in high-level athletes at all these positions. The nice part is the transfer portal can aid that, but BYU is going to have to be very judicious about not over-utilizing the transfer portal. So let's get to some of the notes I took away from my film reviews. First things first, uh, many of you complained about the officiating in this game. Rewatching it, yes, there were some questionable calls. Both teams were very undisciplined in this contest. One big difference that felt like to me in terms of the overall penalties for both teams is that when West Virginia got backed backed up, let's say they had a first and 15 after a false start, etc. It seemed like the very next play they would gain 10 yards and be right ahead of the sticks as if they hadn't even had that penalty to begin with. BYU on the other hand this season, when they've had those self-inflicted wounds, those penalties, they have been essentially death sentences for any particular drive they are on. That's a big issue for BYU. Once again third downs were absolutely Absolutely uh, lopsided in favor of West Virginia in this game. BYU could not stay on the field, whereas uh, West Virginia could uh, not be forced off the field by BYU's defense. That third down stat is just absolutely killing BYU. They've got to figure it out. Another thing. 
I felt like BYU's defensive line had one of its uh, poorer performances of the season. A week after I felt like they went toe-to-toe with the Texas offensive line and more than held their own, they got undisciplined, out of assignment, were shoved around, washed down, were moved any which way they wanted them to be moved, all game long against the West Virginia offensive line that was absolutely masterful. If BYU wants to, if you you as a BYU fan want to see an offensive line that works in concert with one another, all five guys operating on the same uh, same plane, doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing, watch what West Virginia did in that game. It was a masterclass in extra effort, as I mentioned, combo blocks, working in a concert as a unit. Those five players along that offensive front for West Virginia were absolutely awesome. Uh, Zach Martin, their center, is going to be a first-round draft pick, it seems like. He is a very, very highly thought-of prospect in the NFL draft, and he led the other four guys on the offensive front. They were awesome. They absolutely uh, just collapsed BYU's defensive line time after time. The other thing about BYU's defensive line is I am seeing a lot of two-star and walk-on uh, bodies uh, taking up critical roles right now for BYU simply due to the fact that they need them to fill roles in terms of uh, guys being on the football field. And it's nothing against those uh, the younger guys that are not necessarily as highly thought of or weren't high-level prospects for BYU. That's not their problem. They're playing their hearts out. The simple fact of the matter is it's just a mismatch in terms of overall talent against talent along the defensive front. Same thing for BYU's offensive line. I said it on the postcast edition of the show. I'll say it again right here. I do not know how Caleb Etienne is seeing the field right now for the BYU football program. There is a severe, a severe lack of effort from him in particular, and I'm not absolving the other four guys along that offensive front for BYU, including uh, Connor Pay. There were moments for all of them that they'd probably rather not see on film, but the tape does not lie, and it was not good enough for BYU's offensive line. I'm going to give a big tip of the cap to uh, BYU Statsman on Twitter. He pointed this out on Saturday night, and it's just insane to me to consider this. BYU is on track as a team, so across the entire team, to rush for 965 yards this season. Let me just say, we saw just a couple of seasons ago, Tyler Algier go for more than 1,500 himself. BYU is tracking for less than 1,000 yards as a team. That would be the first time BYU is a sub-1,000 yard season as a team in rushing since, wait for it, 1940. 1942 is a year into World War II, uh, the United States of America's entrance into World War II. That is the last time BYU had not rushed for 1,000 yards as a team. All of those great teams that Lavelle Edwards fielded that were throwing the ball all over the yard, they had 1,000-yard seasons across the board. It has been decades more than 50-plus years, 70-plus uh, years in the rearview mirror since BYU has had this paltry of an output in rushing. And oh, by the way, that sub-1,000-yard season in 1942, it came in seven games. BYU could play as, will play at least as at least 12, maybe 13 games, nearly double that amount, and they're going to be on track unless they really kick it up in the last three or four games of the season, depending on if they can get another win here, to avoid the ignominy of being sub-1,000 yards as a team in rushing. That is atrocious. And it is an indictment on the offensive line. It's an indictment on the running backs. It's an indictment on the coaching that has taken place or lack thereof in some certain circumstances it feels like to have had this paltry of a rushing attack for BYU this season. It has been absolutely crippling 
to BYU's chances in a lot of these games. BYU has won five games in spite of their inability to run the football to any significant degree. It's just a it's a modern miracle that they have done what they have done this season in many respects, sitting at five and four. All right, a couple other notes real quick. Uh, oh, on the defensive side of the football, I'm just kind of rolling it down as I wrote these down here. Uh, linebacker playing this game, subpar. Now, Ciala Yacera, Ace Kafusi, uh, uh, Harrison Taggart, the young guys at linebacker for BYU, uh, a lot of times you'd see them overrun plays and get out of uh, their lane assignments. That's to be expected. They're young players. are trying to make plays. But when Max Tooley and A.J. Vong Pachon, who are both super seniors, have played a lot of college football, are making that very critical mistake seemingly play after play, that's indefensible. They have to be better than that. Ben Bywater is severely missed for this BYU defense, and I, he's not coming back this season. They have got to be better about this. I, if, if, if This is how, by the way, across the board, if this is how uh, your upperclassmen are going to perform and uh, generally show a lack of effort at certain times in these games, play the young guys. Work towards the future. Tell them, thanks, but we're moving on here. If you guys are not going to put in the time, not going to put in the effort, we're going to look at the young guys and build towards the future. That's what you got to focus on. All right, I got a couple more notes. I got a couple other thoughts on what BYU needs to improve on, including some positives. There were a few guys I thought stood out after re-watching this game that I missed watching it live just due to the, the fact that it was just an absolutely one-sided affair uh, between the uh, West Virginia Mountaineers and BYU, and we'll get to that here in just a minute. First, though, let's talk about our Game Changer of the Week, and that is brought to you by our friends over at Athletic Brewing. Okay, Game Changer of the Week, uh, just like Athletic Brewing, has they have completely changed the non alcoholic beer game they may not make they make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good and our game changer of the week this week for BYU I'm gonna give it to Keelan Marion I do not understand how a referee can throw that flag on a holding that was 30 not like 30 but 20 yards behind the play on that kick return he should have had that touchdown he looked very very good getting extra reps due to some of the injuries in the wide receiving core for BYU in this game and I thought maybe he had one of his finest performances in BYU uniforms and I give the nod this week uh, to uh, Keelan Marion. But much like Keelan Marion, Athletic Brewing has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic, be- non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. They have full flavor and are well-crafted, just like a full-strength beer. And these over 50 styles of craft non-alcoholic beer include IPAs, Golden Sours, and many, many more. The best part is they release a limited edition experimental t- styles all the time. If you guys want to give those a shot, the best part is they're fit for all times, meaning quite literally you can have them at any point during the day because you don't have any hangovers. That's the best part about this non-alcoholic beer. And the best part is some of these beers have beaten full-strength beers in international competition. So give them a shot, my friends. You go into your local retailers and pick up a Athletic Brewing Co- Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you, or you can go online and place your order at athleticbrewing.com. First customers, uh, first-time customers can use the promo code Locked On for fifteen percent off your first online order. That's promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. Near beer, exclusions and conditions apply. That's Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at UCCU. We've been talking about them for quite a while, but UCCU has their Learn and Earn inside their UCC mobile banking app. It's an app that's paying your entire family to learn about money, my friends. All of us want to be smarter when it comes to our finances. Some of us don't understand all the topics. I'm raising my hand because I am one of them. The best part is Learn and Earn breaks down those financial topics into fun bite-sized educational games, and every time a family member completes a topic, your earned points can be accrued and redeemed for uh, gift cards to stores like Amazon, Apple, Sephora, 
Walmart, Nike, and many, many more. There's age-appropriate content for every member of the family, which compete, which you can compete against one another and track your progress on leaderboards as well. Learn and Earn is available inside the UCCU mobile banking app, so you can play it anytime, anywhere. And of course, the more you play, the more you learn, and the more you learn, the more you earn. Learn and earn, learn and earn. Part of UCCU's award-winning bunny B Money Smart Youth Banking System. Excuse me, uh, helping kids, teens, and parents have fun while becoming more financially literate together. It's all courtesy of your friends at Utah Community Credit Union. Love where you bank. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Thank you to all of you who are everydayers with us here on the podcast. All right, so I mentioned the fact that I I believe that BYU may want to push all in on the youth movement, and I'm going to reiterate that. If these upperclassmen, uh, some of them that just uh, looked miserable out there at times, just the way they were playing in this game, if they're not going to... I, I'm not going to question the fact that they're, they're playing college football because they're clearly far more talented than I will ever be when it comes to football. But if they're not willing to put in the effort and go out there and play with some pride, why in the world would you not replace them with some of these young bucks who you know you're going to be here next year and the years beyond this uh, and give them an opportunity to start building with this football program? Yes, if you were to go all in on a youth movement right now for BYU, that probably means you're conceding the season and you may, may very well lose out on the year and end up 5-7 and seven in your debut after starting a season 5-2. and two. I get all of that. But... Do you want to see more of what you saw in terms of the overall effort and performance against West Virginia? Or would you like to see some of the young guys who are going to play their hearts out, out there because they've been chomping at the bit to get the opportunity? Look at Jake Retzloff for an example. That is a young man that I have it on very good authority that has been waiting and patiently to play and in a certain circumstances impatiently and hoping he would get his opportunity. Well, BYU finally had the opportunity to put him into the lineup due to injuries to Keaton Slovis, and I thought Jake Retzloff put on an admirable performance, especially considering some of the play around him that seemed lackluster at best. I think that could be very much the case for a lot of these other young players who are either holding on to red shirts or just hoping to get on the football field and show what they're capable of doing. Like I said, if if this is the type of effort that certain upperclassmen are going to put on the field for BYU, you know what? Pull the plug on them and insert somebody else and give them the opportunity to go out there and shine. Yes, there are going to be freshmen and young player uh, mistakes made all over the place if you do that. But the only way they get better is to have that experience on the football field. Uh, one other thing is that watching this, the three-three-five defense that uh, West Virginia deploys attacks from all over the football field. And BYU seemingly just did not know where it was coming from all night long. And that's the point of that defense. Any of you who are of a certain age, remember when Bronco Mendenhall showed up at BYU wearing those shorts in uh, mid-February when BYU opened up spring camp his first year after coming over from New Mexico. He installs this three-three-five defense, and it was absolutely insane. Insane blitzes from safeties, blitzes from cornerbacks, blitzes from linebackers. Blitzes, it just it was all over the place all the time, and BYU struggled against that three-three-five defense. Uh, BYU's got to be better against that going forward because there are other teams in the Big Twelve that deploy that same defensive philosophy, and you got to improve against that. Um, other things, uh, BYU also the two-minute offense for BYU right before halftime was moving right down the field. Parker Kingston got caught in a bad spot when he he got tackled and he did not cover up that football and he gets stripped out. It was just one of those things. It's one of those individual plays in a game like this that make you think, man, nothing is going right for BYU in this circumstance. Because it felt like BYU had a chance. Had they been able to go out and uh, punch in a touchdown, get a field goal just before halftime, and then come back out at halftime and maybe get some points, and they did have that kick return for a touchdown, 
which I think was absurdly called back. It was a, oh, that's a that's letter of the law on the holding, but it doesn't even affect the play. Why in the world? Like, I, I, I will forever be irked by the fact that officials will call penalties when the play is well past whatever is happening behind it. But there's a penalty. I'm going to throw the flag here. You let so much other crap go. It was an exciting play. That very well may have sparked something in BYU, but instead of the thrill of a kick return for a touchdown for the first time since 2014, uh, you're backed up to your own 10-yard line and you go three and out. Just abysmal, and it was tough to accept that. Uh, it would have been nice to see BYU get points just before halftime. The final drive when BYU did score that touchdown, it was against some backups from West Virginia, but it was good to see BYU have some offensive success and cap it off with a touchdown with Jake Retzloff at the controls of this offense. And So the biggest thing is BYU, like I said, if there are going to be upperclassmen who are mailing it in and just uh, essentially sleepwalking towards the finish of the season, Replace them in the in the lineup. I know that coaches are are coaching. It's their job. It's their profession. That's how they put bread on their table. I get all that, but you can't do any worse. It feels like having guys who are going to put extra effort on the football field versus guys who are seemingly mailing it in. That that's the difference to me. Um, and then the final note for me uh, in terms of the film review that before we wrap things up here is that uh, BYU seems to have a long-range kicking uh, issue. Now, it's a small sample size. Uh, I believe that uh, uh, Will Farron is now 8 of 11 on the season, but all three of his misses so far this year are from outside 45 yards. He is His long on the season is a 46-yarder. Everything he has made is uh, in from inside of that. And that's the concern that, okay, if BYU can get themselves in the scoring position, where realistically are they needing to get on the football field to realistically get three points? It was a 50-yarder against West Virginia that he pushed wide left. Uh, I was, I'm trying to do it. I was watching a reverse angle. Wide left. You, there, there's, like I said, it's a small sample size, but it's just one other thing on the special team side of things is that you got to be somewhat concerned about where the actual range is where you're in terms of scoring territory because that affects the play calling and the, the penchant for Kalani Sitake to want to go for it on fourth down. So that's, that's just one other small issue to monitor here. All right, so there you go. That's my film review. Like I said, my big takeaway is that if, if you're going to put similar type effort out there with some of the upperclassmen in this game, you need to you need to see a better uh, effort from those upperclassmen. And Kalani Satake said it after the game. Every position is up for uh, up for competition this week. It's going to be position competition. Well, if if those upperclassmen are not putting in the effort, you know what? Replace them. Put put somebody else in there. And one other thing. Uh, let those guys know that this is going to be how we're going to finish the season. We're going to go out there and fight our hardest for a win and obviously hope to be able to play in the postseason. But at the same time, tell those young men, you guys are the future. We're building towards this. If they ultimately are the guys you go to opt to go with, speaking of the BYU coaching staff, just tell them, you're, you're the guys. Go out there. Don't be looking over your shoulder. You are the guys who are going to play for us down the stretch run of the season. Go make plays. you got to instill that confidence in them if this is ultimately the way that it's going to go for BYU. Uh, so there you go. Uh, my film review and what I had to take away for BYU. Now, BYU basketball, for those of you who may be checking out the BYU football season for whatever reason, well, good news. BYU basketball season starts tonight. They take on Houston Christian at the Marriott Center. and We'll talk about what to expect from BYU and HCU uh, coming up here in just a moment. Before we do that, though, let's talk about our friends over at LinkedIn. Of course, LinkedIn is here to help you guys out because every day, the other excuse me, these days, 
Every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. All of us want to be 100% certain you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you need to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team. More importantly, they do it for faster and for free. You can go online, uh, put a uh, put a, a job profile, a posting on LinkedIn. Then you uh, add that job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring for your small business. They got simple tools like screening questions, making it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and to hire uh, as well. It's why small businesses are rating LinkedIn jobs number one and delivering quality hires versus their leading competitors, and they want to help you guys out as well. LinkedIn jobs help you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars a part of your day. Hoping to have a fantastic Monday wherever you might be out there. Hope you adjusted to falling back uh, with daylight saving time uh, coming to end. We're back on Mountain Standard Time here along the Wasatch Front. Those of you who listen in Arizona or Hawaii are like, what are you guys talking about? This is what we do all year round. But nonetheless, uh, falling back an hour. Uh, it was nice to get a little extra sleep on uh, the Sunday morning. But nonetheless, I uh, hope you guys have a fantastic Monday. All right. So uh, BYU basketball is taking on Houston Christian uh, later on this evening at the Marriott Center. It's a 7 o'clock tip-off. It will be broadcast live on Big 12 now on ESPN+. Plus. I have been talking about this for months, my friends. If you want to watch the vast majority of BYU basketball games, especially when it comes to the non-conference slated games over the next two months, you need to get ESPN+, Plus because that's where BYU basketball's home is going to be. It's no longer on BYU TV. It's not going to be on linear television all that often either. So if you want to watch it, tune in tonight and make sure you download or subscribe to ESPN+, Plus in time, or still uh, your family member slash friends log into ESPN+. Plus. I'm not advocating for that, but nonetheless, uh, check it out. Now, Houston Christian is projected, according to KenPalm.com, Ken Palmore, obviously the one of the godfathers of analytics for college basketball. The Houston Christian, I think Huskies is what they are, I'm not 100% certain on that. Uh, they come into BYU as the rated the 360th team in the Ken Palm ratings. Now, that's a lot of numbers. I get that. Well, there are 362 teams in Division I basketball. The only two teams projected to be worse than Houston Christian this season include the likes of LeMoyne and Mississippi Valley State University. Yes, Houston Christian is an absolute dog program, uh, pardon the pun, but BYU should be able to go out there and get a pretty solid win tonight. Uh, I think that I saw Robbie McCombs from Vegas Post said the, the line for this game, if you really care, is 30 and a half points. Uh, crazy, crazy numbers, but BYU should be able to open up the season 1-0, uh, and I'm looking forward to it. It should be a big opportunity for BYU to get that opportunity uh, to start the season with a win and then get ready for a huge showdown, maybe the premier showdown outside of the Utah game being a rivalry game of their non-conference slate Friday night when they welcome San Diego State uh, to the Marriott Center. Now, 
I do have a pair of tickets to that uh, matchup against the number 17 ranked San Diego State Aztecs on Friday evening. Uh, I bought a pair of tickets for the entire season, uh, and I'm going to be giving them away throughout the year. If you guys want to be entered to win those tickets to the San Diego State game, here's what you need to do. We've been doing uh, giveaways the last week plus uh, leading up to this game against Houston Christian. And by the way, uh, big ups to Ethan and his uh, family who are going to be going to the game tonight uh, against Houston Christian, as well as the other of you who have uh, received those uh, tickets. Hope you have a fun time. But if you want to win a pair of tickets to go watch that highly, highly anticipated game between San Diego State and BYU, here's what you need to do. Uh, We're looking to up uh, just the numbers in terms of overall uh, subscribers, yes. But more importantly, the ratings and reviews, especially on the regular podcast feeds out there. I'm speaking of Apple Podcasts or uh, Spotify in particular. Those seem to be the top two dogs when it comes to the uh, the podcast game these days in the traditional podcast sense. Uh, Google Podcast is also right there. So if you want to be entered to win, simple as this. Send us a screenshot of you leaving us a five-star rating as well as a review on Apple Podcasts, a comment on Spotify, whichever way you consume the podcast. If your other podcast providers allow you to do this, just essentially document the fact that you've done it and email me a screenshot. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. Express that you've done it. Show that you've done it and uh, let us know that you are uh, you're interested in winning those tickets. Now, for those of you watching this on YouTube or listening to it on YouTube, you guys can still get in on the action. It's simple as this. A lot of you have smartphones. You know what? Go to the native podcast app, especially on Apple devices, and just give us that five-star rating and review. It's simple as that. Get a screenshot of it. Send it to us. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. You'll be entered to win. I will assign you guys a random number. Throw it in a random number generator. It spits out the number, and I will announce that winner on Thursday's edition of the podcast and send you out to the Merritt Center to watch BYU and the Aztecs uh, square off inside the friendly confines of the Marriott Center on Friday night. All right, so there you go. That That's that uh, on, on the basketball front. Now, congratulations uh, to uh, BYU women's soccer. Uh, a hard-fought loss as they lose 3-1 in the Big 12 championship. Uh, they finished second in the regular season. They finished second in the conference tournament to the Texas Longhorns, losing 3-1 there. The four Cougars were named to the all-Big 12 tournament team, so congratulations uh, to Kendall Peterson, Olivia Wade-Katoa, Brecken Mozingo, and Ellie Walbrook, who were all named uh, to the all-tournament team. Uh, solid showing for BYU, undefeated in its inaugural season in the Big 12 Conference, 7-0-3. Once again, finishing in second, both regular season and the conference title. But BYU's RPI ratings, uh, apparently the projections are they're going to be a number one seed in the NCAA tournament. We'll be learning exactly where they are seated and that where they should be hosting a number of games at Southfield here in the coming days. We'll have an update for you guys on uh, one of our podcasts later this week. I think actually it might be happening today. So uh, we may have that for you guys tomorrow. So congratulations to them. Also, congratulations to the 12th-ranked BYU women's volleyball team. They bounced back after getting swept on the road last week by sweeping the Cincinnati Bearcats on back-to-back nights over the weekend at the Smith Fieldhouse. Congratulations to BYU on that win. Always good to see them doing their thing as they uh, t- uh, get W's uh, when it comes uh, to starting their season. And also, uh, BYU, uh, in terms of uh, basketball, Outside of the Houston Christian uh, season opener, a uh, report came last week that BYU has offered seven foot two JUCO big man Anton Bonk. Uh, is Bonke Bonk? I don't know. He's a native of Vanuatu, out in the South Pacific. He was a former Olympic level rower at seven foot two. Folks, think about that. Uh, apparently, he's a relative newcomer to basketball, but BYU sees something in him. He plays for Eastern Arizona uh, College down there in uh, the JUCO ranks. But uh, this is uh, like high upside potential. It sounds like on offering this. There's a picture of uh, EAC, Eastern Arizona College, uh, uh, showing Mark Pope having visited 
their facilities. According to what Vanquish the Foe put up, Cameron Turner, the head coach, is a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So, uh, obviously good to have that in your back pocket in terms of recruiting a guy like this. Now, Brooks Barr, uh, the final of the four guys BYU was hoping to land in their 2024 recruiting class. If you're watching this early enough on Monday, it's supposed to announce uh, where he is committing to at, I believe it was uh, noon mountain time on Instagram Live. We'll have full reaction to whoever he picks, BYU or otherwise, on tomorrow's podcast. So uh, stay tuned for that. So there you go. Uh, that's everything I got for you guys on a Monday edition of the podcast. Oh, by the way, uh, one other thing. Congratulations to Tanner Wall on getting engaged to his longtime girlfriend. Uh, BYU safety, who's an absolute stud for the Cougars, a former walk-on, wide receiver, turned defensive back, uh, was a starter for BYU before getting injured earlier on this season. He had to undergo season-ending surgery uh, for an arm injury. Wanted to say big ups to Tanner Wall. And uh, frankly, the safety play against West Virginia was solid, but it just I, I can only imagine what BYU might be doing with a guy like Tanner Wall playing that uh, the, the deep free safety position for BYU. That's one thing that after he went down, they seemingly have, have tried to install guys who are more like a strong safety type into that free safety role. Tanner was absolutely masterful in running the alley, as they call it at times, in that defense. Uh, hurry back, Tanner, but congratulations at the same time on getting engaged to your girlfriend. It's obviously a big step in your life as a young man, but just wanted to issue a public uh, congratulations to him on uh, taking that next step. It's awesome to see that. And obviously, uh, guys like Jake Icorn recently getting baptized as a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints for BYU football. Some cool things happening around the football program, but I, I get that it, it, it irks fans at the same time when that's going on. Meanwhile, the Cougars aren't necessarily competitive on the gridiron itself. So, But nonetheless, uh, just one of those things I wanted to highlight before we went on today's show. So thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day, as we often say. And thank you to all of you who are everydayers with us here on the podcast as well. I uh, appreciate all of your guys' patronage and your support of the podcast and hope you guys are on a fantastic Monday once again whenever you hear and or watch us. Enjoy whatever's left of your Monday and we'll reconvene tomorrow on a Tuesday edition of Locked on Cougars. See ya. The NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked on College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.